Welcome to the Live Like Eden podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so excited you're here listening. We discuss all things transformation, shifts in consciousness, nature and foods that heal, the inner workings of the mind, and how to clean up and clear out your space. All of these topics and so many more will help guide us back to our true nature. How many of you have had the question arise within you that says this, what am I doing here? And I don't mean this on the level of what am I doing here in this house or what am I doing here in this location I'm in? I mean, what am I literally doing here in the world? What is the purpose of my life in this world? How many of you have questioned this? It seems to come up. It's like at some point in life, the question of why am I here comes up for most of us. Maybe not all of us, but for most of us. And it maybe doesn't last long. Maybe it just hits you and then it, you know, we push it away. But for a lot of us, it's just a reoccurring question. And it's not only what am I doing here? It's what is the world? What is the purpose of the world? What is it really? These are really difficult questions to answer because we really don't know. I mean, science can kind of go and try to figure it all out. But does does anybody or any subject really know the answer to this? You know, as long as we're in the world, it's really hard to figure it out. You know, maybe you've had something happen in your life that has brought you to this point. You know, maybe you've had a tragedy or a loss in your life, and it just brings you to this point of, what am I doing here? Why is this happening? Or maybe you just have the question within you and you're having a perfectly happy life. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just the question arises at some point for most of us. As children, we are conditioned to believe what our parents teach us, what our friends are doing. The environment that we are in conditions us to believe and behave in a certain way. And this conditioning runs very deep. The world itself has created a system in place that tells us morally what's right or wrong, what the consequences for those behaviors will be. And so as children, we are we're being fed a lot of information, we're seeing images, we're forming our own conditioning of what we believe the world to be. And as kids, we don't really know this is even happening. We're just living. And as children, we're, most of us have such imagination and a fantasy world that we're creating all the time and we're having fun with our friends. And it's just this constant learning experience as children that most of the time you don't even know is happening. You don't even realize it's happening until later in life, right? And then you go, oh, it hits you. Like, oh, they told me that, but does that make it true? So these things happen, but as kids, we are conditioned. The first part of your life, you're basically taught how to survive in this world. We're learning how the world works. I mean, so basically the first half of your life, you're just trying to figure out how to live in it. And whether that's going well or not so well, You're still trying to figure it out. Even if you had a difficult childhood or you had an amazing childhood, you're still learning how to survive in it. Ultimately, the world is about survival. And for some, that survival is rough. And for others, it seems to be no problem at all. But either way, you're still learning the tactics of the world. And eventually, you get to a point where life happens. Situations occur. Tragedy happens loss happens. 
things you least expect happen. And it brings you to the brink of that question. It's like, what am I doing here? What is this world all about? What is its purpose? I mean, if you really look at it, if you really look at it under a microscope, every corner of the world has something horrible happening in it. And so then you go deeper and start questioning, you know, what, why (laughs) is something doing this to us or are we doing it to ourselves? You know, these are all excellent questions to ask. You know, and as we get older and these tragedies happen and you go through different experiences and maybe you you find yourself kind of on a, a stuck you're in a stuck pattern or just something was taken from you and you just, you're miserable, you're suffering. You know, it just brings you to this, this place that inner voice says, there must be another way. There must be another way, a better way to do this. This can't be the only way to live in this world. And that little voice is within all of us. Some of us don't hear it yet, but there is something in all of us that knows deep down This cannot be it. There just must be another option, another way to see, another way to live to take me out of this suffering. When you're in these cyclical patterns and these experiences that keep arising where you start questioning what this world really is, what is is its purpose, it brings you to a point that you may not even see yet. And this is an invitation. These so-called horrible experiences in your life, no matter what they are, whether you've had a difficult uh, relationship with someone or you're struggling with a friend, you know, it does, or you're struggling in your work, you are, you know, something physically happened to you and now you're, you have a physical challenge in the world. It doesn't matter. All, all of these things are just challenges for each and every one of us, but they give you the invitation And the invitation is the opportunity to listen to that inner voice that says there must be a better way to do this or another way to do this. And it's that opportunity to choose another way. You know, you've basically come to a fork in the road. And the fork is, oh, now I realize there's actually another way to look at this. Because before, you know, as the child, the conditioned mind, so take that conditioned mind and you now are an adult, and you still have a conditioned mind, you just don't know it. But when that inner voice comes up and it says, what am I doing here? There must be another way to do this. Then you start realizing, oh, you know, there's a choice to be made. And that fork in the road, you see the path that you usually take, which is with your identity self, you know, you as the identity of yourself, you go down that road and you repeat the same conditioned pattern over and over and over again. But that fork in the road is showing you there's another way to go. So you could choose and say, I'm going to take a hard right, right here. And I'm going to go down this path that I've never gone down before. I may have sort of known it was there, but I just am not ready to do it yet. But it's there. And that path is a path that is separate from just that small, special identity self, or like myself as Lindsay. It's, it's not with that small self. It's going to let Lindsay go into the background And it's going to join with this larger perspective, the larger awareness or the observer, as I've called it in previous episodes, that now I'm sort of going to view these continual cycles that are happening in my life from a larger perspective. And that larger perspective is non-judgmental. It simply is. It's just there. And it grants you that opportunity and that invitation to just look at it. 
I think in the spiritual world, we all, you know, get caught up in thinking we must change our behavior immediately. But that's just not reality. You can't change your behavior immediately. If you haven't looked yet, if you haven't looked, how can you possibly change the behavior? You don't even know why you're doing it in the first place. So it's really important when you get the invitation and you take that opportunity to start, you know, you're at the fork in the road and you say, I'm going to try this new way, this new way of seeing with something larger than myself. It's really important. You know, how can we wake up or how can I wake up unless I look at how I got here in the first place? And then you can trace that back to your conditioning from a small child and possibly lifetimes, but you can't really go there yet. Just think about what's in front of you. You know, a lot of people do past life regression, which is is really kind of interesting, but I will encourage you to just stay right here right now and think about what did I believe when I was a child, or maybe you even form this opinion later, it doesn't matter, but kind of trace back when the conditioning occurred and see it. Because if you don't see it, it's very hard to wake up. That's why this fork in the road in that inner voice is an invitation. It is the opportunity to see differently. Again, not so much about change how I am right this moment, but just looking first, seeing it. You know, these experiences that bring you to the brink of what seems like a total disaster. I mean, I know I've been there. It's horrible. You just don't think anything is going to get any better. But these are gifts in disguise. They're invitations in disguise and no one sees them because our conditioned mind is so busy feeling sorry for ourselves, right? How many times have we done this? How many times have you done this? You just go and have a pity party. I mean, I've done it. Feel sorry for yourself. So it may be hard at first to even accept the fact that you've been conditioned. That's kind of a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Because none of us really want to admit that we were conditioned. We think we're like this free thinking mind. And we have all this freedom. But when you really think about it, the world is a conditioning place. And everything around you, your external environment, the people you're surrounded with, and as a child, you don't have much choice here. You're just, you feel like you're just tossed into the mix. And so whatever environment you're in, you're picking up on all these subtleties everywhere. And then you, your mind is being conditioned. You know, unless you're a child who's born as a master, you bypass all that. But for the most part, most of us, we're just normal human beings trying to figure it out. We keep coming back here to figure it out, looking at the conditioning. And even as adults, I mean, even now, it's I, I find it right now in the world and you can you know, look at it yourself, but it seems like a very interesting period of time that we're living in. I mean, there's some really crazy things going on all over the world. And even as an adult, it doesn't really matter about age. I mean, I guess as children, you know, you're basically being formed to believe a certain way and how to survive in it. But as you become an adult, you're still being conditioned. I mean, there is stuff coming at you visually, nonstop 24 seven. And then if you are not a person who is, you know, that that mind that thinking mind hasn't sort of arose, and questioned there must be another way, you just fall into these patterns, this conditioning, and you don't even realize it. You don't even know that it's happening. 
So for those of you that have had that inner voice that says there must be a better one, there must be another avenue to take, another highway, because this one isn't working. It's just keeping me right where I am. Then you've been given an opportunity. And if you've had the question arise and you notice it, you should be happy about that. Just to know that you questioned where you are is an amazing gift. And it's a gift and a chance for change. And it's an opportunity to wake up from this reality. So begin to see that these are gifts. These are wonderful opportunities for you in your life. Even though the conditioned childlike mind will try with all of its might to tell you otherwise, which is why this is a difficult task. We have no idea how powerful the mind really is. When I was in my own personal experience and the observer popped out out of nowhere and I was just suddenly seeing everything from a very different vantage point, I never realized how conditioned I was. I had no idea. I didn't realize that that personality self or that person that I was attached to was really that into itself. I had no idea. So until you're able to step out of it, you, you don't see it yet because you're so involved with it. And so what I would encourage you to do as you are at the fork in the road and you know there's another, there's a little inner nagging almost like, God, this just isn't right. I know it's not right. There's got to be another opportunity here somewhere. And as you start seeing it and you accept that, you, you RSVP with a capital Y, I'm doing this even if I don't get it right away, even if I'm not perfect at it, which you're not going to be. But just that you have the awareness of it is amazing. So go for it. You know, accept the gift. Look toward that larger awareness and start watching yourself. And one of the very first things that I encourage you to do is to depersonalize everything. And this is not easy. So whether you realize it or not, we are all completely selfish beings. Every single one of us. Now, some of us are better at portraying our selfishness. We just sort of throw it in everyone's face. And then we, the ones that don't do that, think they're selfish people. But the reality is we're all attached to our identities and there's a selfishness in that. So you'll realize right away when you begin to try to depersonalize everything. I mean, don't take things personally. Start observing things without letting yourself in that conditioned mind get involved. You'll realize right away how hard it is because it wants to jump in there and whatever someone says to you, whether you took a personal offense to it, it may not have, the person may not have meant that at all, but because you're personalizing the situation, you know, that selfishness, that identity wants to protect itself, and then it'll lash back out at the other person, or maybe it non-verbally does something. It's just, it's the way that our ego mind, that small mind, that identity mind operates. It's a construct, and it's very predictable. And when you get better at watching this mind and taking yourself out of it and just analyzing the situation in front of you, you see it. You can see it. That's the first step, just seeing, just watch. You know, you, it's not about trying to change who you are immediately or how you act in the world. It's just look. Remember, this is like a self-study. 
you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. It's probably best not to advertise on the corner with a big sign. Guess what I'm doing? You all need to do this too. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people like that. You need to do what I'm doing. No, this isn't about changing other people because that's, that's impossible. So if you feel this in yourself, you're, you're working on yourself inside. It's a personal inner journey. You're taking a new path with a larger awareness and you're just watching it, watching that conditioned mind automatically respond, take everything personally, just watch it. And you'll, it'll, it'll be amazing when you take yourself out of it, how much you actually see. Because when you're still involved in it and you're still taking everything personally, you can't see it. You're too into it. You're, you're just too into the drama. And when you start watching, you'll be able to see it. And then it gets kind of funny sometimes because you're like, wow, I do that all the time. I didn't even know it. It's just conditioned. I'm just reacting. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting that identity. You know, it feels threatened. It attacks. I mean, watch nature. Watch animals. I mean, the second they feel threatened, they go on the attack. It's just instinctual. It's just a conditioned response. And we as human beings do it all the time as well. And if you haven't seen it yet, take a minute and just watch yourself and you'll, you'll see it immediately. I mean, you'll see it immediately. Like if you're driving in the car, that's always a good one because you're in your car by yourself, but watch how fast you react to somebody else and go on the attack. You know, you can usually tell right away in the car. <laughs> you know, another thing about taking yourself out of everything is you'll see how obsessed we are with ourselves. It's like an obsession. I mean, we see ourselves as special identities. The world is saying you're special. Everybody's, you know, separate and special and the ego has its place. And in this world, it appears that way. It certainly appear appears that way and it feels that way. But like I said earlier, when you reach a certain point in your life, whether it's you just getting older and you realize the tragedies in the world that are presenting to you or, you know, whatever your personal situation is, there's a point that happens where you do, you just question, what am I doing here? What are we doing here? Why is this here? And you'll begin to hopefully, again, that question in and of itself is an opportunity. The fact that you even asked the question at all should tell you something, that you're wanting something more. You know, after you've worked on taking yourself out of your interactions with other people. And I don't mean this. Let me, let me make something very clear because this could be kind of confusing. When you are watching yourself, it is an inner awareness. It's, it's not like you're talking out loud. It's just this observer that is with you that you're viewing from this vantage point or from this viewpoint. And what I want you to know is it it's not, I'm not asking you to change which direction you're going in the physical world. This isn't about, maybe I should go take a right down here and go to this store instead of that store. That's not what I'm talking about. You can choose whatever you want to do in your physical world. You know, that's not going to change. What is going to happen is you're, you're going to become a multitasker. And as you're doing these things, the awareness is there, the observer is there, and then you are watching it as you're making your decisions in your daily life. Like today, I need to go to the store or I got to take my kids to school or you know, I have to go to this meeting. All these different things that you have to do in the world. I'm not talking about changing those. I'm talking about changing how you see, how you interact with those decisions that you're making every day. 
Because when you're on a path of waking up, it's about how do I operate in the world? How do I operate in the world from a different perspective? How do I operate in the world with another perception? That's what the point of all of this is. It's not necessarily to leave the world because we're all going to do that one day. But while we're still here, it's how to operate in it with this greater intelligence. Not my small self's intelligence that thinks it's so smart. I'm talking about the greater spiritual intelligence that's a guide for you. So as you keep practicing and you're depersonalizing and you're watching, there's one other thing that you could consider, and that's becoming your own personal private investigator. I mean, how many of you have wanted to put on the PI hat and solve crime? I mean, you know how many like crime podcasts there are and all these crime shows all over the place? I mean, it's really kind of interesting. So if that wasn't something you could actually pursue in your career, why don't you become a private investigator of your own thinking mind? Become that investigator of your own psyche, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to see why it is you do what you do, why it is you believe what you believe, and how you wake up from it. How do you wake up from the conditioning and then join with something so much larger than yourself? And ultimately joining with that larger awareness that is the symbol of home, of bringing you back home beyond this world. So as you're the private investigator, you can I mean, get into it, get a hat, like get a pad of paper and write down all the things that you notice in yourself. When you're just the watcher and you're seeing, it's nice to sometimes write it down so it, you get it all out on paper and you can see it. And then it's sort of, you know, if you're looking at something a lot, it's sometimes repetitive in the mind. And when you can put it into form, it helps to just kind of get that out of your head. So you can practice this. I mean, if you want to, it's kind of fun. You can make it a exciting activity, especially, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a, a something has happened spontaneous in your life that brought you to this point or your seeker that's brought you to this point. However you got here, however you got to the place where that inner voice came up and said, there must be another way to do this, make it fun. You know, as you make it fun and exciting, you get lighter and you don't take things as personally. And then even if you do take them personally, you can kind of laugh at yourself. And that's where you want to see yourself moving into this lighter place, where things aren't so heavy and it's not pulling you down. You know, because when you're stuck in a cycle and you're taking that same path you've always taken with the small identity and the identity it wants to tell you you're never gonna get out of this, you guys know. You know what voice I'm talking about. The one that tells you you're a horrible person, you'll never amount to anything, you're gonna be stuck like this forever. I mean, that's the repetitive cycle of the mind. I mean, nobody's minds are really any different. We all have the capability of going there. So when you see that and that conditioning, if you see it, then you can start waking up. It's tough if you don't see it because then you're just, you're stuck in it and it becomes heavier and heavier. And then the dark night of the soul, you know, it's very difficult. And I feel for you if you're there because I've been there but don't lose hope that there is the inner awareness that's there. It's in every one of us. So as long as we're here, there's still an opportunity to see, to see clearly, to take the road that you haven't taken before from that fork in the road position. And then eventually you're gonna take a U-turn. 
not just a hard right. You're going to take a U-turn and you're going to be on that all the way home. You will. So as you're, you know, doing your life and you're moving through the day-to-day, the mundane surface things, right? Make the best of it. Use your inner classroom. If you're doing your life today and all of a sudden there's a fork in the road and you know it, see if you can take that new path, take the hard right or the hard left, whatever it is. See if you can join with the larger awareness and watch yourself. Don't try to change yourself. Just watch what you're doing. See if you can depersonalize. Can I take myself out of this situation and just observe it? Don't react with all the baggage I have for the last however many years you've been on the planet. Just watch. Can you, after the fact of this occurrence, can you become that private investigator and look at what you did? Maybe write it down if you like to journal or whatever. Write it all out. Look at it. Analyze it. Become that private investigator of your mind and have fun with it. This is not an exercise to beat yourself up. It's to help you. It's to laugh. And hopefully, when you do it enough, you'll laugh all the time. It just becomes comical. So I hope the fork in the road has given you some insight on how you can move forward, especially when you're sitting there and the question keeps coming up of what am I doing here? What is this all for? Remember, it's just an opportunity for you to see differently. So go for it. Well, on that note, please check out my website at livelikeeden.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.